Perspective Lounge podcast. Today is going to be a huge episode, as it is episode two. So, member of CWA management, former TWE Kingdom champion, had a match at WEW Anarchy Champ or for Anarchy Championship at Destiny, and former LCW Junior Heavyweight Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm, unpredictable lounge welcome for Chandler Sill. Hey, I'm happy to be here today. Yes, I'm glad you could be here. Uh, actually, as soon as the episode one released, uh, you were wanting to be on along with Aiden Archer, which that might be an episode coming soon. Uh, definitely glad to have you here. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Um, I've been on a few eFed type podcasts, and it's always fun, so I'm glad to be on here with you. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start it off. Um, so how long have you been in events? Um, late January, I joined NXE, which was my first one. So huh. I've been in a little over half a year. Not bad. I feel like that's when events really started to pop was around that time. And I feel like, um, they started to pop about mid 2020 is what I've heard from other people. But I, we, I definitely joined in a good time. Oh, yeah. A lot of new feds coming up. Uh, you are part of CWA management, which I have mentioned earlier. Uh, how are you liking it, a management role? It's definitely fun because, actually, ever since, like, March, I've wanted to, like, see what it's like booking one instead of actually being a competitive one. So when I got the opportunity to be in CWA, I, it was definitely a can't-miss situation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely glad to have you on there because, you know, me and Ace, we're running it and you know, sometimes me and him can't just come up with ideas and make them work, and it's definitely good to have that yeah. extra backup to put good stories into the feuds and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like sometimes on a wrestling common commentary table. Sometimes two guys just don't work. A third guy needs to be in there to, like, tie it all together. Yes, you are exactly right. Uh, so, actually, this past Friday, CWA Friday Night Takedown, was the first time you actually made an appearance as part of management, I do believe, especially on I, Fridays. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was actually my first appearance in CWA since I stopped being a competitor. Uh, yeah, I think actually you're right. Uh, I know you were a part of the first ever CWA tournament, which was the first like big thing that CWA did. I remember you were actually one of the first members because I remember saying uh, it was an LCW. I was thinking about making one. I said it in the group chat. And uh, you were like, yeah, I'd join. I'm like, awesome. So then I signed you and along with, you know, people like Mac and Dominator. And, we don't uh, talk about him. Yeah, we don't talk about Dominator anymore. Yeah, that was a eh, bad situation. <laughs> but yeah, But yeah, you were part of the first tournament and actually made it to the finals. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, that time I always felt was really a um, bad time because at that point I almost was starting to get bumped out because I had been in so many, and right. I really, I really just didn't give CWA as much of a chance as I should have. Which I feel like a lot of people were like that because it was a guy with maybe a hundred and something followers at the time making an e-fed which already was bound to fail and then i know mac and you and a lot of other people were like the only people that had faith in cwa mm. and uh like we we were talking about this last episode jacob Ushin actually came up with the banner and the profile picture and the yeah, name because that was when he was um a big he was a big thing in the smaller e-feds yeah, he was really one of the uh, more well-known people at the time. I know at that time, me and him were planning a feud in CWA, LCW, and UTW. This is that true. Fell, that fell through, but yeah, that was, I think that was my second round tournament match against Jacob. Yeah, I think it's either, no, I think it might have been the first. I don't no, even I think remember. I beat... I think I beat Brian, heal Brian in the first round. Oh, yeah. That, okay, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't even think I promoted for that match. See, okay. Now, I'm not going to be one to point fingers at people, but heal Brian, I'm pretty sure, is a plug chatter now. 
I don't think he's a plug chat. I think he's a spam. He spams a lot of chats. Oh, okay. again, I don't want to like start slandering people on this though, because you never know. Right. Yeah, it's very hard to prove things, especially when you don't know people in real life and it's all over yeah. the internet. Because especially how I started like getting traction fast, and he said I was accused a few times of that stuff. Yeah. Now, okay, I gotta bring this up as much as I resent this. Uh, so it was later this year. Uh, it was my second EFET I ever joined LCW. My first one was BSW. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so my first match, I get put up against the man you are talking to or listening to right now, Chandler Sill. And um, yeah, didn't go uh, well. Me, me being at fifty followers at the time, and Chandler being at like what eight hundred or something. I think I was maybe six, yeah, like 800 at that time, probably. Yeah, and then I get squashed absolutely horrendously by Chandler over here in, what was it, like 15 seconds or something like that? Yeah, the finish made it like 15 seconds. Um, And actually, the funny thing is, unfortunate circumstances, um, evidently, we had a TWE match, like, the day... A day or two that you were unactive, so that yeah. ended up being a squash too. I'm like, oh, ouch. The thing was that day, that the day before I had to leave, I had two big matches I want to promo for. I had a match in uh, ACW against Ace because I really wanted to promo for that because I love video promoing for mine and his matches just because we have so much chemistry. You and had a great I really voice wanted for video. Um, promos too. You see, okay, thanks. But one, the first time I ever released a video promo, I forgot who it was, but like three people like quote tweeted it and said, I can't tell if this dude is like nine or 25. Like, cause I had, I, I think Gallus won them too, because I would like, I was expecting a high voice and you come right here with a deep voice. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> not what I expected at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just kind of comes naturally. And but <laughs> I don't know why I still get surprised about it sometimes. Like, every time someone does do, like, a voice or a face reveal, it's nothing like I imagined the mess. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. It's crazy. Because, you know, like, you don't really know these people. It's yeah. just people that you can only imagine what they look like until they release a video promo or something. Oh, it's like with Ace. Um, He put out a video promo about our TWE feud a while ago. I'm like... He looks nothing like what I imagined. Right. Yeah, I mean, the only reason... Not in a bad way, not in a bad way. Right. I've known Ace for years. Like, personally, me and him are like brothers. Um, So I, you know, already knew what to expect. But I'm just imagining, like... Because I've seen it happen, you know? Like, I've seen people who do face reveals or something, and it's just, like, either they're, like, a lot younger or a lot older or... They sound, like, so much different than you could imagine. Yeah, because I remember when I did my first video poem for TWE. Uh, do you know who Stan Mutual is? Uh, I baseball player. So. Yeah, um, he was an old... He's a very old baseball player. He played in, like, 40s, 50s. Oh, and wow. I had him in my PSP because I'm a huge Cardinals fan. And the people in TWE legit thought I was him. That's what I looked like. <laughs> It still gets that and them thinking Chance was legit my all gets still you, still gets a kick out of me. I thought that for a while. I remember being in group chats and seeing this other guy with this very similar name, and I'm like, okay, Chandler thinks he's fooling people, and then he releases a video <laughs> promo, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. I actually tried to do that in NXT one. Well, not tried, more of a joke. I once tried to get EPW local signed up for T. I mean NXT, and that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember when Ace made the local talent account, and I didn't know it was him because we and him were actually on the phone, and this guy DM'd the CWA account asking to join, and I thought it was hilarious. You know, he had the Patrick Star uh, PFP. And we were just sitting yeah. there like, what is this? And he was playing along with it like it wasn't him. So yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I just check up. Right. I, mean, I tried to do the uh, EFED hacker account like a couple weeks ago and completely oh, screwed and you myself failed. up. So, yeah, because it's like, I told, okay, I told Ace not to add me to the CWA thing because I was just messing with him with the account, right? 
Uh And so he puts me in it on accident and I get a notification and click on it, but I'm three accounts in that one group chat at that point. So I accidentally clicked um, on the notification with the wrong account, thinking I was on the Ephed Hacker account. Yeah, that's why whenever I add an alt in chat, I always mute the chat on the alt account. So, like, I would know what notification I'm clicking. That is smart. Because that's what happened with when I first introduced EPW Local as a joke in EPW. I, nobody knew it was me. Like, legit, no one did. And I messed up one day by clicking the wrong notification. <laughs> oh, man. But, I love uh, how, um, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but I love how in yesterday, CWA, I was messing around with the EPW local account, and Shredder just immediately guessed, guessed it was me. Dang. Like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you recognize how I type? <laughs> well, how is that possible? A lot of people have a lot of, like, similar ways to type. Like, Ace would always do the, uh, like, all caps and stuff and that's, and that's what i was, he was that's what i was trying to do i was trying to make it look like i was uh, it was ace nandez or aiden because <laughs> i because what i i said it's in chat what i normally try to do with epw local is i try to make it mr tacos but more but more acceptable <laughs> oh mr tacos he is a uh different breed <laughs> most worldly well, block on twitter.com Oh man, but uh, yeah, like we were talking about on the video promos, I really wanted the video promo for our match because I was going to use the match that we had like six months ago as fuel, right? I was going to mm-hmm. use it like you know, you may have beat me like six months ago, but I'm a different man, I'm a different person, you know, do something around that kind of basis. But when I couldn't do it, I was like, dang. This sucks, yeah. man. I had a second chance, and I can't use it to my advantage. Yeah. Then I get squashed again by getting my ass completely handed to me. But, you know, it's all good. Yeah. You see, when that stuff happens, I normally try to use the ending as, like, a scapegoat. Like I said, um, like I used in all match, I had Shane jump chance, and then I just bashed you over the head against the ring post 15 times. 15 times. Oh, not exa- I don't think- on purpose. That had to be on purpose. I lose in 15 seconds, and then I get my head oh, bashed no. into the ring post 15 times. I That's actually didn't, ironic. I actually, <laughs> didn't put a nu- I actually didn't put a number. That was just a spoil-the-moment thing I said just now. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Like yeah. a, Almost like a cryptic message in a match from like six months ago. I love how during the whole build to that match, Ace was just screaming the whole time through the LCW finish. Yeah, and he... I'm and I'm just sitting here like I have too much plans for this match to have me a 15 second knee to face and a Falcon Dale for the win. <laughs> and that's another uh, thing I always liked at um, LCW is like every single week, Jay. I mean, Jacob would have me do like a knee strike or like a lariat as a finish, and every single week I'd be like, "You forgot the Falcon Dale. You forgot the Falcon Zero. Oh man! See what happened to Jacob? He just kind of got bored and faded out, and then he was like kind of part timing now. Um, I I used to talk to him a lot. He has he had a, a few personal issues. Oh, and I just think he doesn't care as much anymore. Which I mean, good for him. Right? Yeah, it's good not to live on Twitter, but yeah, yeah, it kind of gets old after a while. And I was really losing love for efeds until. Around a month or two ago, when uh, Max started to endorse us, and we started getting a lot of new names for CWA, and then it's like fun again because we're having this whole, you know, revamped roster almost, and it's just so like yeah. new, and we have so much new room for opportunities and new storylines and all that. It, just and again, I'm not gonna drop any names here, but I I bet you'll know what I'm talking about. When you first join Efeds, there's these two or three Efeds that immediately pop out to you. And, like, you join them, you job, or you do well even. And it's like, it ruins the fun. It really does. And, like, you almost have to leave those. See, that is why I love having a creative team for CWA, because we're putting in new stories and actually putting in time booking and mm-hmm. doing, like, making up how things can connect later on. And we're almost, like, long-term booking. 
but that's with, the reason why I like so, PWE so much. Yeah, but with like other feds, especially when you're a smaller account, and you're just getting shit booked all the time. It just like you know, it ruins the fun and it ruins all the integrity that you could have had and how much fun you could have had. Yeah, that's like if we had um Dragon debut like next week and we just immediately put him against Shredder. Right. It's like, well, I mean, that's not fair. It's almost like when you bring in, and I'm not even trying to mention Ace's alt account, but when you bring in like a local talent for another guy, that's basically what you're doing when you bring in another small EFED account to put them up against somebody who has thousands oh, of Oh, me and Chance were actually talking about locals and EFEDs. It's such a chaotic thing. Because in so many EFEDs, a local account will just get votes just by putting local. And actually, yeah. Chance had a really good idea yesterday. He said, Instead of putting local talent, some of these you should just put a random generic name like John White, right, or something like that. See, and I do, I do like the idea of a local talent in Efed, so you can make people look strong before they have a big match, or if you're trying to build them or something. But we see people like this past week, on Friday, we had El Gran Cimio versus local talent. Yeah, and, oh, like on TWE, we had um John and Zayd versus me and Ace. Now that one was all fault because we wanted to win that match, but like still. Yeah, but thing is though, like there should definitely be like more people who vote for the guy who are trying to vote for the sake of the story and not just voting a local. So we have to like throw together a thing because I automatically knew as soon as I made that match, okay, Simeo's going to win. It's going to make him look good for the Fatal Four Way at the pay per view. Um, local wins just for having a promo, and like I don't think it should have happened because everybody votes local as a joke, and then it ruins the integrity of the story. Now I normally I don't vote local talent, but just Ace's local account. I normally do vote for just because it's so funny this um ACW stuff that happened. Yeah, on the r- Rumble, it's almost like he could legit make it a character and it woke. Right, and see, it's funny because he made it all tie together so perfectly as a joke account, but everybody is like loves it, and it for some reason it got over so well. Yeah. And like because, I was really wanting it to be me v eight local in the finals, in the final <laughs> two, because I didn't. I was just messing with Aiden. I wasn't actually wanting to win that, and right. like steal his rumble. Because if I did win, I was legit gonna just not do ma- another match. <laughs> um. So like I was thinking, oh, it'll be funny if it's me and eight, me and local in the final two. Uh. Right. Nope. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy how EFEDs work. Like, we have this big group of, like, a bunch of people who have been passionate about wrestling. And it's like there's some adults who have real paying jobs and families who like to get on. And then there's kids. And then there's people who are still in school and, like, putting out promos and stuff. And it's just, it's crazy how yeah. this one big community can all come together. Because of this love for one thing, it's like I. It's, it's interesting how you brought up school. Excuse me, schools. Because like recently, I've had to walk around that stuff. Like if I have football practice or school, I'll actually record a promo beforehand and put it out. Like right as I get some free time. Right. It's like I put out videos like in the middle of football practice before. Because, like, we, take, we get a break, I look at my phone real quick, and I post a video. Yeah, I mean, you really, it's almost like an extra hobby on an app that was meant for just, you know, social media purposes. Yeah. But it's almost like we have, like, our own app inside of this app. Yeah, it's it's its own community. It's a sub it's a niche of a niche, as some people say. Right. Cause like you got the wrestling, the IWC, which is already a niche, and then you get this crap. <laughs> right. So now this is what I did with Ace, and he was uh having a quite a good reaction when I asked this question. Name your top ten favorite EFED personalities. Oh, the first one that comes to my mind has to be Kite Man. Kite Man. <laughs> Um, so I'll go Kite Man, 
Now, are you saying my favorite, like, personalities or my favorite people in eFeds? Your favorite people in eFeds. Okay. Like, it can be, like, anybody at a group chat or a locker room or anybody in eFeds that you, like, watch or like. It can be anybody. I really hope I don't leave out someone and someone doesn't get offended. But I'm going to go Kite Man, Logan, AJ, RJ, Ace, you, Jay, and then... Dragon, JLK, and Knox. Wow, what a list of people. And there's still people I talk to almost daily that I left that I didn't name, like Frankie or Mikey. Um, who else? There's other, like Shredder, people like that that I talk to almost daily. Right. See, think about Shredder. I love Shredder to death when it comes to E-Feds because he is always in character. Yeah. But, like, oh, my God, he backed out of a world title match. <laughs> now, again, I was talking to you about this yesterday. I legit think that was a good thing for us, and I think Shredder knows it, too. The thing yeah. is, it's almost like they joined CWA before they should have. Right. Because right now, I mean, do you honestly think anyone in CWA could beat Shredder? Not fair. Because Shredder is, doesn't he, isn't he like the most like popular account? No, like followers wise, no. Like I have a followers on Shredder, but like he has a lot of people that vote for him. Right. He has a lot of people that are like fans of his. You know, yeah. promos and everything, which I'm glad. See, thing about eFeds, you can promo for so long, build your followers, become a big name, and then stop promoing, and you're still winning matches. That's I what think I promos don't like. Should be the most valuable thing in eFeds, not name value. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not dropping names, but there's a there's a few people in um a certain Fed that used to do that. One of them I managed to beat. Um, a f- one or two times, but like, it's almost like they don't, they know they don't have to. It's like, I don't blame them because if I didn't have to promo, I wouldn't either. Right. And I'm about to go full on shoot. All right. This is a shoot, by the way. Moozy, Murphy, and Practical Jokers, whatever you want to call yourself. Oh I still don't like you. LCW was a fluke for you. Your EFED was a fluke. It was terrible. Um, you literally put me in a tag team against with with some random RP anime fed person. I don't even know what that name was. Um, your rap battle on the LCW group chat like a few months ago was terrible. Please never do that again. Uh, yeah, total shoot. Do not Is like he, him. Hope you never come back. I'm glad you got suspended. There's two people that run that account, and one I don't like, and the other I hate. Because there's <laughs> one that. There's one that's just a troll and a plug shadow. It just doesn't care. And this is a, there's also another that's racist. Yeah. And didn't because, he just, like, go off and say the N-word, like, so many times for no reason? No, it only happened once, but in LCW. But we just, he, like, we were all getting mad at him because he was just making a mockery of it. Which, right. again, there's a, I don't know if... What's the line of taking it seriously and not taking it seriously enough is, but like he was ruining it because LCW was like at the place CWA is now, but was a little worse reputation, right? But they still had some big names, like, um, most of the four were in there. Um, I was there, Dragon, a few people were there, but like. Um, it was Moby Clino, and it was so obvious plug chatting. Right, like and people that didn't even plug chatting was even like a really big problem. Oh no, but it was it, it, it was, was still going. A problem. Like Ethos had already banned plug chatting at that at this point, but um, it was the most obvious I've ever seen. Like I faced like two or three people that's plugged before, and it was obvious. People whose accounts had nothing to do with even wrestling, not a single mention of it. Well, Another liking shoot. and voting and, and promoting. Uh, 
another shoe, OTW, and I love OTW. It's one of my favorite events I've ever joined. Uh, I'm actually a tag team champion in OTW as soon that's as we come back. Uh, Soraya Jade Knight. Right? Uh, that's Nandez and uh, I want to say Blizzard. Uh, what happened to Blizzard? I haven't seen him in months. Uh, he had some personal stuff going on and he had to leave for a while. I think he's going to come back, though. Alright. But um, Soraya Jade Knight. Thing is, I don't oh. really like RP accounts. I don't. I think you should be more creative than to just stand a person and become them in an e-fed. Here's the thing. I had no problem whether she's really cool she's nice. But I swear to God, there is no way in hell she can half-ass promo and still come out winner as a squash match. There is no way. That's um. That's why I don't like your OP accounts. It's almost like they don't know what they are because they call themselves stands. Like, have you? Do you know where that world originated as? Yeah, it's Eminem. It's a crazy fan. It's a stalker. Almost. Yeah, basically, basically. If you've ever listened to Stand by Eminem, I would highly recommend putting oh, yeah. it together. Like, listen to that song and then go to Twitter and look at IWC and see how many people are just so obsessed with people. Yeah. Oh, like, there's people that admit those things. Like, that's not something you want to be. Right. And, like, see, I get it as a joke. Like, it's funny when it's a joke. But yeah, when it's, but when, like, like, when you're actually, like, especially Sasha Stance, who are the most toxic people on Twitter. Like, oh, you oh didn't see God. when, you didn't see the Alicia Fox Stance, and if you think Sasha Stance are the worst. Uh yeah, I thought I think that was before I was even like on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, it was around Legends Night when, of course, oh. people went, people were running to stole the pot and said, "Why are we getting Alicia Fox instead of Carlito?" And then people started going off on like Alicia Fox is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and like they yeah, they pulled they that. Pu- they pulled up the clip of Stone Cold. Like being confused when Alicia Fox said her favorite ever wrestling match was like, I can't even remember like Caitlyn versus someone else, <laughs> as like, and it's like people are calling Stone Cold sexist and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's just like objectively that's a bad opinion, right? <laughs> and here's the thing. I like women's wrestling. It can be used properly, but when you're overdoing it just so you seem like you're like trying to do something like WWE and like you're trying to be I'm not I'm trying to think of the word for it like I can't think of what I'm trying to say but when you're doing it just so your company looks good it's not a good look at all mm-hmm. and like, like if you're don't give me really on. like if you're trying to make equality a bigger thing you can do that I 100% agree with that but when you're overdoing it and like Trying to stuff it in everybody's faces, Ed is just not. Hence, a giving good look. Charlotte six, 12 championships in four years. I do not like Charlotte. I am no. sorry, but Charlotte Flair is so overpushed. I mm-hmm. swear. It's only because her freaking dad is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And, and Rick is like, an amazing dude. But WWE oh my God, got Charlotte. lucky. WWE was so good with the women's division in 2016, 2017, 2018. Amazing women's right. division, best in the world. What happened from that? Because, like, in 2019, I think it was, WrestleMania 35, they do not know how to book a show. Because the, <laughs> crowd, the crowd was dang near, from what I remember, because I didn't watch it, I just heard about it, because that was during a down period in, res- in me for watching wrestling. Um, right. From what I know, the crowd was dead for that main event, wasn't it? Because they had just watched Kofi Mania. Probably. No, I could uh, be wrong, though. Another thing, I was excited for Ronda Rousey to debut, and I was, like, so happy that she was in WWE, and then she started slandering it, and, like, she wasn't good in the ring, she wasn't putting in enough effort, and, yeah, she, she was, was like... The, I thought she was good in the ring, like, not she amazing, was all right. but she was a bad. She, she overused the fact that she was she used to be in UFC, like, I guess somebody one thing a about, style, but... Uh. That's one thing about WWE gimmicks and why celebrities don't walk in wrestling even a lot. Because you never right. get over the fact that they're a celebrity. Yeah. 
and that's the same thing that happened with Bad Bunny. He was actually pretty good in the ring. I don't like I, his music. I love but Bad Bunny stuff. But, but the fact that it was Bad so, Bunny. They were just so over the top about it being a celebrity. Yeah. It's almost like WWE's so desperate to be mainstream. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing. That's what I like about, you know, other companies, especially indie companies. They're not worried about mainstream. They're a wrestling company, not let's bring in this guy who hasn't been in a wrestling before or a wrestling ring before in his life. Let's bring him in and have him face him like a former world champion. Makes sense, don't it? I was like, I'm not going to get into the AEW or WWE um, whole discussion, but like, yeah, I'd at rather least not be under mo- fire. At least most of the time, most of the time, when AEW is used celebrities, it's made a little sense. Right. It's like, oh, at least it's something funny came out of it, like the five-star dog splash. Yeah, exactly. And see, that was for a good reason, because the, the new show with Cody and Snoop Dogg, you know, I forgot what it was called, like, the was Go it? Big Show or something Go like Big that. Show, yeah, that was, that is what it was. Yeah. See, that made sense because Snoop Dogg was a co-host with Cody. And Shaq, uh, I can kind of see it, kind of don't. But why would you bring a rapper who's about to go on tour, put him in the ring at the biggest show of the year against a former champion? I It just doesn't make sense to uh, me. I love Bad Bunny. I thought he did great, but I still would have done um, Damian Priest versus The Miz one-on-one. Exactly. See, you and can still I, have I Bad Bunny you. do the Canadian spot in that, too. Yeah, exactly. And Bad Bunny was surprisingly very good in the ring. But very good, yeah. Considering he was not a wrestler before this, like, it's pretty crazy that he was able to do, you know, a destroyer and all that. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, Still, as we are on the topic of wrestlers uh, who have actually been through wrestling school, um, uh, name off your top ten favorite wrestlers. So this is biased, not objective, correct? Yes. It, whatever, like the people that you, you know, have always liked watching. All right. Um, Sam Guevara, Triple Ooh. H, Edge, Darby Allin. Um, Malachi Black, John Cena. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> um, Moxley. Um, I'm gonna throw in a few tag teams to end it. Um, Proud and Powerful, the Young Bucks, and oh, I almost forgot Hangman. Hangman, and I love the fact that you didn't bring in the people who are so overutilized, like Kenny Omega, which I love Omega. Oh, I love Omega, Omega but I almost but, said Omega. Uh, and I'm really surprised you didn't say Taker. <laughs> you see, Everybody I've always been more of a Kane guy. I've always been more of a Kane fan than Taker. Fun fact, a lot of people don't put this together, but Kane is actually my mayor. Oh, I have heard that. Ace has said that before, too. Yeah. I've seen the clips of him, like, putting people through tables at elections. stuff. like, God, he's he got to have every school. wrestling fan's vote in that county. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, he actually owns a wrestling school not too far away from my house <laughs> and that I went to. And uh, they did a fantasy camp a few times, and I've been to all of them. But imagine being chained by your male for professional wrestling. Right, and the other guy who's the head trainer of that school is the same guy who trained people for FCW. FCW, that was um, that was the NXT before NXT, correct? Yeah, and he also trained The Rock. Oh. Yeah, this guy is literally one of the now, biggest trainers in the world. Here's something controversial. The Rock was nothing special in the ring. Ooh. Ooh, what a hot take. He's oh, good. No. <laughs> he's good. Heck, he's great in the ring, but he's nothing. With if you take away his mic skills, he's nothing special. Hmm. He is the greatest to touch a microphone in wrestling history, though. That is a fact. This is uh, yeah, one of the for sure. He just had so much charisma. Oh, he yeah. As like even today, I've never been a huge fan of The Rock, but if he's on my screen, I do not look away. Exactly. 
especially now that he's like a legend, it's only a matter of time before he's in the Hall of Fame. It's only a matter. He's got one or two more matches left in him. For sure. Hopefully, this upcoming WrestleMania against uh, Roman. He is 100. Now, here's a hot take. That match should not be for the Universal title. Ooh. I thought this, um, it does not need the title. It really doesn't, honestly. Like, even with, Cena that, be, yeah. even with Cena and Roman, the story can, is ve- is helped a lot by the title. The title will only, um, the title will only hinder the match because they will make it too obvious. Right. I get what you're saying. It's mainly you have the opinion of somebody who needs to like actually go in the ring and have it for more of a respect thing more than a title. Yes, it should be a blood food feud for WrestleMania. Um, right. I originally thought about Roman v. Cena, but then I realized the whole Cena being a 17-time champ, which, by the way, give him the 17th championship already, but... Please. It, huh? I said please. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted. I don't care if it's a transition. I don't care if it's transitional lane. I just want him to be champion one more time. Right, yeah. John Cena was like, who got me into wrestling? He is like my childhood. Like, It's like... Especially since we're younger, like John Cena draws you in as a kid. Kind of like how everyone loves Rey Mysterio that grew up in um, the Ruthless Aggression era. Right. It's like, I was, even when I was little, I was always more of a fan of the heels. Like, Randy Orton was my favorite back in like 2014. Right. But like, even I still like John Cena. Like, even I was still rooting for Team Cena at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. That was probably the, my favorite Survivor Series match ever was Team Cena versus Team Authority. I have still never watched it start to finish because at the time I didn't have the WWE Network. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, me and my family were watching it in the living room one day and then the lights went out and then Sting came out. And, oh, it was a, that must it have was been a pop so- of the century. It would have been such that would have been such a cool moment because like a child wouldn't know who the heck it was, but like the parents would be going nuts. Right. I remember. Uh, I want to say it was WrestleMania thirty-seven when the Hardy Boys returned. No, thirty-three. Thirty-three. I was way off. Yeah, uh, thirty-seven remember, was last year's. Yeah, I'm. I've need to get my WrestleManias in order, but I, I went nuts at that. I was sitting on the couch watching it with my family. Um, it was right before the Hardy Boys were about to come out, and I kept, please be the Hardys, please be the Hardys, because I kept up, I kept up with the, the behind the scenes stuff. And See, my at that point, like, it's not going to be the Hardys. And I, and he came, or they came out. I heard their music, and I just stood up and was like celebrating. And my stepmom was like, "Oh, well." <laughs> See, I, I never knew about dope sheets back then, and to be honest, I kind of wish I was still like that. But yeah, like, I like being surprised I was, by wrestling. I was 100% sure it was going to be The New Day, like because me and my brother hated The New Day so much, because they were healed at the time, I think. Yeah, possibly. I don't remember. Either they were heels, they had just toned face. Yeah. But me and Chance, because we're always more Uso fans, but me and Chance hated the New Day. And it's like, <laughs> we were like, oh, of course, they're going to. Also, I was huge um, Enzo and Cass and the Good Brothers fans in that match. I wanted them two to win. One right. of them. And I was thinking, oh, they're going to put themselves in the match 110%. The Holdies come out. I don't know if I screamed louder for Punk or the Hodies. Like, Punk yesterday or the Hodies. Um, all the I'm, I'm not going to lie. When Punk came out the other day, I was literally shaking. I didn't know if you watched that video or not that I filmed, like, when he was coming to the ring. But I was literally – I heard Cult of Personality hit, and I was thinking it was MJF. And oh, he I was comes ca- out, and I-, I flipped. Yeah. Um. The thing is, I was getting ready to do a watch-along with Kyle, and I would have been a few minutes late because I was eating supper. I'm like, all right, um, he probably won't come out to like, the end of the show if he does. Because everyone, mo- everyone knew he was going to come out. Everyone knew it. It's like, well, everyone 
knew it, but they also knew if he didn't, it would be a bad business decision for AEW. Right. Because it would have lost a lot of faith. Because the good thing about AEW is a lot of the fans trust them. Right. Like, when AEW has a result I don't necessarily like, I trust them. Like, I didn't like it when Cody beat Brody Lee for the title. But then they had Dolby win it from Cody. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It it really, like, they're very big on long-term booking. Like, look at Adam Page versus Omega, which I still think Adam should have won that. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. That's another thing that we... Adam Page is not... Adam Page is at home with his family right now, actually. Oh, yeah, because his wife... He just had a... He just had a daughter, I think. I think uh, she just announced that she's got she's pregnant. I don't think she actually had the daughter yet. No, they announced it a few months ago. Oh. Well. But yeah, I was so confused on why that happened. Then I realized, oh, wait. But I still don't think Christian Cage for Kenny Omega is what they should have gone with for a right. main event of a pay-per-view. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't think Christian was actually going to win that match. And then I remember watching it, right? And I remember thinking, okay, watch. He's going to reverse the one-winged angel and hit the kill switch on the chair. And then it actually happened. And I was like, oh, crap. And then he throws the chair out and wins. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Like, I am just that good at just, like, predicting wrestling. (laughs) I was – that was one of the very few matches in AEW that legit fooled me. That and – um. Kenny Omega and Hangman as the Buck completely fooled me. Also, I thought a hundred percent the Bucks were winning that, and K- H- K- Hangman would turn on Kenny. Yeah. Oh, the other round, the Buck, the Elite would turn on Hangman, but um, I was one hundred percent sure he'd beat Christian. He would attack Christian after the match. He'd injure Christian, and someone would come out to save Christian and place him all out. Huh. And I that still have. And I still halfway think that might happen. I still am not 100% sure action get Kenny v. Christian at all out. See, I think Kenny's going to beat Christian, and then it's going to be CM Punk that comes out, and it's going to be CM Punk versus Omega at the next pay-per-view, which, what is the next pay-per-view after all out? It is full gear. It's going to be in St. Louis. I'm going to go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um... I think Punk challenging for challenging for the AEW title in 2021 would be an awful decision. Hmm. Explain. Because Punk Punk should not lose, but he should not win the title. I like the way you think. Now, here's said, something. Long term, back to long term booking. I think for the TNT title, which I know this is kind of just a switch, but like the TNT title, right? Miro attack Kip. And then went and won the title like the next week or something, right? Kip yeah. is going home, you know, spend time with his fiance or whatever. Or mayor. I think, I think he legit had a surgery. I think they I had think, a surgery. Yeah, but I'm thinking, right, so dominating streak. You know, he's defended, I think, every week since he won, right? So yeah. he's going to come and do his thing, and then – He's going to win a match. Kip's going to return, and that's who he's going to drop the title to is Kip because, you know, Kip Sabian is one, definitely one of the best new guys that – You see, I have. like Kip, but there's too many people that I think could use it more than Kip. Well, and also, I don't think – I think Kip v. Mio should happen, but I think Mio should beat Kip. Well, oh, big, Kip big switcheroo time. Big, big switch to do time, right? So here we go. Kip beats Miro for the title and walks away as champ. Kip has this big feud with Miro back and forth, ends up coming out on top, right? Kip defends the title for a little while. Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian at one of the pay-per-views for the title because they were actually the first ever AEW match. Yeah. You see, I don't necessarily – I will disagree with you here. I think Kip should cost Miro the title. If that they continue that story. Because right. I know nothing against Kip, but there's so many people that could use the TNT title, like Sammy, Ma, I mean, not Mox, uh, Eddie, Sammy, Eddie, um, Punk even could win the TNT title. Um, or like 
if someone like Frankie Kazarian could, Scooby Scott, there's so many people that could use that title more than Kip could. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I actually, my current prediction has been that Eddie Kingston will beat um, Mio at the New York show. show. Huh. That would be. It's either going to be that or Pound Powerful. It's either going to be that or Proud and Powerful going to win tag titles. That would be cool. I think but the again, inner circle should end up one time, just one run. Have Proud and Powerful win the tag titles. Have Chris win the AAW title one more time and have Sammy with the TNT title. Their personal bodyguard. Boom. I don't one, know. I don't think. Just one more. I don't know if Ken. I don't know if um Chris should win the title again. I see. I don't either. But at the same time, if he were to use it prop, drop it like a little bit after winning it, I think it'll work out perfectly. I think it should be more in a few years. It should be Sammy as world champion and Power Powerful as tag champion. That would be cool. Because Chris, I don't think he's gonna stay in wrestling too much longer. I think he's. But, I, I think mean, by really, the end of twenty twenty two, I think he'll. Be still be wrestling into 2022, but I think he will be retired by the end of it. I think he'll kind of be like Undertaker. He only wrestles, you know, a couple matches a year, if that, but like mm-hmm. never really actually retires, you know? Of course, Undertaker did end up retiring, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. I just hope Chris Jericho doesn't overstay his welcome. Yeah. Like Tago did, kind of like Goldberg has. Yeah. When did you actually start watching wrestling? I actually know the exact year. Huh. It was the Go Home Show to Night of Champions 2014. Wow. Yeah. So that was. Cena v Lesno. Uh, Rollins was Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll remember that. It was right after Cena got his ass kicked by Lesnar. Yeah, SummerSlam. Which evidently happened again last night after the camera stopped rolling. Uh, I still think Brock shouldn't go for the title. Brock, I don't like how he part-times and then wins the title and then only defends once a freaking year. I love Brock, but... I love Brock, but... Yeah, dude... Can he just have some regular blood feuds? Not even that. He can be in the title picture. Just make sure he's not only showing up every other freaking month. Oh, like, he doesn't have to wrestle often. Just make him show up every week. Or every other week, at least. Exactly. Like, Like, if he would only wrestle... Especially a new title, or somewhat new, like the Universal title. How are you going to put that on somebody and then not give it any exposure? Yeah. And it's like, I don't even care if he doesn't ever wrestle on Raw SmackDown. He shouldn't. But, like, at a pay-per-view, you need your world title defense at pay-per-view. Yeah. That's the thing I don't like about WWE, how they have a pay-per-view every single month. Yeah, I think they should keep him a little bit more special. Now, with AEW, I think AEW should... I think they're decent. They should not change... But I would not have it like it is. I would have a pay-per-view every other month. See, I like that idea, but I like like AEW makes their pay-per-views feel special. Oh yeah, I like to have them very rarely. As much as I like to see big matches, I really like how they're rare to see and how it's like a set. Like, okay, this is going to be this month. That's that month, and it's a set schedule on the certain day. It's like you know how like. It's like you know how like WWE everyone gets hyped for SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, um, WrestleMania. It's like that for every AEW pay-per-view. Exactly. And that's how WWE used to be before they started doing a lot more pay-per-views. But um saying with AEW, I don't think like like we said about the law they could you every other month and have that still like still good long term booking that yeah. they have right now. Because there's sometimes the AEW belt goes like a month or two without being defended. Exactly. But it never feels like the belt's being held hostage, though. 
Exactly. It's like Kenny is only defended about what seven times, eight times. Uh, let's see. He had the one against Moxley. He had Phoenix. Uh, he defended against Phoenix. Phoenix. He defended Jungle against Boy. Jungle Boy. I want to say, Talking. didn't he defend against Moxley twice? No, he only defended against Moxley once. Oh. He won it off of Moxley. I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, he won it he at faced, the uh, Winter's Coming event. Yeah, he faced Pac and Orange. Yeah. Um, I'm I forgetting think some. It, I, yeah, I think the matches, it's just he has... He is one of the world champions that wrestles a lot, but doesn't actually defend a lot, you know? Yeah. Because a lot, but he doesn't have many singles matches that's not for the title. He always is in, like, tag match or uh, six-mans. Right, yeah, that's kind of what happens when you're in, like, one of the biggest factions in the world. <laughs> <laughs> New Japan factions. Well, and the problem is, Kenny Omega is the only credible singles threat in that fact, unless you put Carl Anderson as as their th- singles guy. Well, yeah, but he's a tag champion in Impact, which I think they are, Jungle I, I Boy it was, and uh, uh, I think Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus are. I do not. I think um, Dalgoto should have. I see. Me too. Do but now that they oh, how about I get really this. How about get this? Impact lets their own guys be champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, how God. how much you feel being an impact if they exist? How much you feel being an impact fan right now? That like all your almost all of your champions are from Aren't other even companies. Part of your company, yeah. yeah. Kenny you Omega, got Diarrazo, but like, yeah, but even she's out there winning more titles than other companies. Yeah, she won the uh, A or not? I was at AEW. Uh, AAA, AAA. Yeah, she won the AAA Women's Title. Josh Alexander is the only guy that's like an Impact guy. Like when you think of him, you think of Impact. That's the right. champion right now. Then his tag team partner went to AEW, which I don't yeah. get. Okay, especially with Kira Hogan, knowing that AEW and Impact are very close and working together. And yet you quit Impact to go work with AEW. That made no go sense. job in AEW, yeah. At all, yeah. Well, Especially Ethan like Page Hogan was a former women's tag champ. And then she leaves and then goes to their freaking partnership company. Like, it just makes no sense. Well, Ethan Page had creative differences with Impact. Oh, like, yeah. He did not leave on good terms. This is true. This is definitely true. Because he had that whole, like, ninja going thing. Karate Man versus Ethan Page, I think. Yeah, that whatever that was. That was some WWE type crap. <laughs> well, like Chandler, it has been a good conversation. We are getting to the point where we need to start ending this thing because this is going oh, to wow, be a pain yeah. in the ass to edit. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, this is about this is about to be an hour long. I haven't noticed. Yeah, we are definitely going to need to do another one of these. I'm definitely having some big plans oh, yeah. soon. Uh, we're heck, probably we didn't even talk about Epets a lot. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about getting like a bunch of people the- in one pod. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Like, maybe me, Ace, Knox, Mikey, even. Yeah, Aiden, your brother. Yeah. But, yeah, thank so, you so much for coming on. It no, has thank been you for, letting, for having me. It's been great. Oh, yes. Anytime, anytime. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you know how we do it here. Uh, Go make sure you listen to the Unprotectable Lounge on Spotify, and it will be up on YouTube every single Wednesday. Um, uh, anything you'd like to say? Give anybody a shout out? Um, not really. Um, a lot of people that listen to this will probably already know who I am. Who a lot of people I like all. So just keep listening to this. It was fun being on. Oh yes, thank you so much. And yeah, I am the unpredictable Jason Evans. This has been the unpredictable lounge, and that was unpredictable.